Welcome to Truth for Transformation with Timothy Brown. Timothy is the lead pastor of Arden First Baptist Church in Arden, North Carolina. Our mission is to lead ordinary people into extraordinary life in Christ. We pray that today's message inspires you to live an extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. Check out our website for more inspiring resources, ardenfbc.com. Now, here's today's message from Pastor Timothy Brown. Merry Christmas. So good to see so many people out on this Christmas Eve. It's really cold outside, isn't it? Aren't you glad it's warm inside? If you are visiting, we just want to say welcome home. I'm Timothy. I'm one of the pastors here. It's so good that you guys chose to spend your time here worshiping the Lord, and we're so glad you came with us. Uh, A few thoughts before we get into our message tonight. Tomorrow is Christmas Day, and we will be having an online service at 1030, so you can actually have church in your PJs. So it's going to be a 25-minute message. So we figured you guys are going to be so busy with all of your family and friends and presents we're going to allow you to have a shorter service than normal, so be, be sure to tune in on Facebook and also YouTube. We're going to be in John chapter 1. If you want to go and turn there, there's a listening guide inside of your bulletin. And again, we want to welcome everyone who's visiting for the first time. We're, we're so glad you're here. How many of you are excited about tomorrow? I want to see a show of hands. I'm excited. Kind of air tradition is uh, Christmas Eve. We normally splurge. Um, my family, they went to the first service. Now they're heading home to cook our Christmas Eve dinner. And uh, we normally go to the fresh market and splurge and get steak and coconut shrimp with mango chutney. And it's really good. So that's, that's what I have to look forward to. And then generally we open one present Christmas Eve. How many of you open a present Christmas Eve? All right, how many of you do all of it on Christmas Day? All right. So we, we open one of the rest on Christmas Day. We've set a, a time curfew for the kids, no presents before 7 a.m. Because if daddy and mommy don't get any sleep, it's, it's hard all day because it's company, entertainment. So that, that's what we have to look forward to. I want to ask you to think about your best Christmas gift you ever received. Do you have it in your mind what it is? Well, while you're thinking about that, I did some research on U.S. Today. Uh, USA Today, they, they did the most popular presents in 2022. You guys want to hear it? And don't get give envy as you see it. Uh, for men and women alike, there's a watch that people like. Does anyone know what that is? The Apple Watch Series 8. That's really popular. It's supposed to uh, detect your blood pressure. And I'm not sure if it does body fat index yet, but that's, you know, coming out. You're like, wow, I'm gaining too much weight. I've got to slow down. All right, for all the ladies, uh, there's a lady by the name of Tori Birch, right? Supposedly, this is the most popular handbag of the year for a lot of ladies, and it's called the bucket bag. I don't know. I guess it's deep. I don't know why they call it that. For all of the men, how many of you guys like to grill out? All right. Some of the guys do. This is a new pizza oven that can cook your pizza in 60 seconds. It's so hot. Really cool. Any techies out there, tech people? All right. This is a really nice eye massager, believe it or not. It's supposed to massage your eyes. And it has a heating pad. And I think it has a music on there, too, because I see a music you can listen to. All right, for other techies, this is uh, fun for the kids. This is kids that like to construct electronics and put things together. I would probably get electrocuted, so I never got anything like that for Christmas. All right, and what is this next game thing? Someone tell me. Nintendo, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like Game Boy and steroids. When 
Jeff, when we were growing up, it was the Game Boy. This is like the newest edition, right? So that's kind of it. And for everybody else that's not techie, but you like to be wireless, this is the most popular gift. Apple AirBuds Pro Second Edition. How many of you just got gift envy when you saw that? You're like, I want the Tory Burch handbag for the ladies or the Apple Watch. Well, here's the thing. I want to kind of turn the tables on you. Isn't Christmas about whose birth? So shouldn't we really focus on what we're giving him versus what we're getting this year? So what I want to do in today's short message is that I want us to think about what you're going to give Christ. And we're going to answer that at the end. But before that, it's his gift that motivates us to give. That's why we exchange presents on Christmas, because the gift of Christ. And today I have some gifts on the stage and I'm going to be able to open these shortly and we're going to find out what's inside each of these gifts. But there's going to be three presents on stage and each of these presents we're going to open and, and see what it's about. So uh, in John 1, 12, John gives us this description of Jesus. Let's go and throw the verse on the screen. This is so powerful. Verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So I want you to think about this. This this concept, the word became flesh. That's just, it's so mesmerizing when you think about the mystery of Christmas. So today I just want to focus on that one verse. And in your listening guide, there's outlines. You may not can see it because it's in the dark. So we have all the notes on YouVersion Bible apps. If you can't fill in the blank... You can go back and look at YouVersion Bible app and type in Arden First Baptist. You'll see it. So today I want to give you three gifts of Christmas. The first one is Jesus came to live among us so that we could experience true. Let's make sure I get the right box here because each box has a different present in here. All right, let's see what's inside this box. You guys ready? All right, can anybody read this? He came to give us true life. And the scripture says, and the word became flesh. The the Greek word for word is logos. And in the Greco-Roman world, logos was this concept that wisdom and knowledge, insight, understanding can be found in this concept of logos. Logos was the meaning for life. Why are we here? What's the reason for being? So what John did is he took the Greco-Roman culture and he said, listen, everything you want to know about life Everything you want to know about logic, reasoning, rationale, the reason why you're here is found in Jesus. The word, the Logos became flesh. And that's, that's just such a mystery. And like, how do, we, how do we wrap our minds around the word became flesh? It, well, it goes back to Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. And this is a verse we all talk about Christmas. And the, Matthew 1, 23 says, look, the virgin will conceive a child She'll give birth to a son and they'll call his name what? Emmanuel, which is God with us. I want you to think about this. Christmas is all about God sending us a message. And it's a message that we should not miss. What is this message? Here's the message God would send to us. I love you so much that I want to be with you and I want to live among you. That's the message. Jesus took on a human body, the eternal son of God stepped into the corridors of time and space and history so that we could truly have life. This is the majesty and this is the beauty of Christmas. The word, the logos became flesh. 
And he goes on to say, and he dwelt among us. Earlier in John, he said it like this in John 1, 4. He says, in Jesus was life. In him was life. So I want you to think about that life. How do we experience life in Jesus? In this same chapter of John, I encourage you to read it tomorrow on Christmas Day, John chapter 1. Because it lays out so much of the Christmas message. In John 1.12, it gives us the answer. It says, as many as received him, talking about Jesus, to them he gave it the right to become the children of God, to those who believe in his name. So how do you have life? It's like this. You have to place your faith in Jesus. And you're like, well, Timothy, I walked to aisle. I said a prayer. I've always been a Christian. Now, you haven't always been a Christian. Just like I haven't always been married. I've been married for 13 years. I had to have a decision where I asked the Lord to marry me. We got up in front of the church, said our vows. I remember it like though yesterday, you know, here comes the bride. I say, I do. Will you take this man of your husband? She said, I do. And for 13 years, we've been still together. And it's like as a Christian, here's how you become a Christian. It's really simple. It's not just intellectual assent. It's not having head knowledge. It's placing your faith in Jesus Christ, what he did for you. And the Bible says if you do this, you can have assurance you have life. The same author, John, said it like this in 1 John 5. He says, and this is the testimony. God has given us eternal what? Life. There's that word again. And this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Here's the beautiful thing about Christianity. You don't have to wait to get to heaven to have the assurance. The Bible says if you believe in Jesus, you have life, present tense. It's not, I'm going to wait till I die, and I hope so. If you place your faith in Jesus, you have life now. Whoever does not have the Son does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. So here's the thing. Life is not a hope, so it's a certainty. So the first Christmas gift Jesus gives us is life. He's come so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. So you guys ready for a Christmas question? Yes, thank you. I love that. You get amen bonus points there. So here's the question. Are you truly alive or are you just barely getting by? So many people are living, but they're not alive. Like you're alive in your body, you're alive in your mind, but your soul and spirit are not alive. And what Jesus wants to do is he wants to make sure that you've unwrapped the first gift of life. So here's the gift he gives us. It's the gift to live. He offers you eternal life. Have you unwrapped this gift? Have you unwrapped this gift? All right. We're ready for a second gift. Let's see if this is the right one. That's for the last one. All right. The second gift. Jesus comes not only so that we could have true life, but Jesus came so that we could have true. We need a drum roll. What's in this package? What is this? Love. Notice back in John 1, 14. It says, And the Word became flesh, and we beheld His glory. The glory is the only Son from the Father. So think about that. What does it mean to behold His glory? What is the glory of God? The glory of God is the sum total of all His attributes. And all his attributes are wonderful, powerful, and equal. Sometimes we say love's the greatest. No, love's not the greatest. We like it the greatest. But you need all of God's attributes, all of his characteristics. John, in another chapter, in 1 John 4, he defines God like this. God is what? God is love. And the, the greatest way, thank you, you've got to start coming on Sunday morning, whoever you are. I love it. 
here's the, here's the greatest way to define God's love. The greatest way to define God's love is John 3. Does anyone know the most famous passage in the Bible? 316. All right, let's, let's define love. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his what? Only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So you guys want to break it down? Say break it down, Timothy. All right. You're hired for Sunday morning amen section. I love it. So you have for God, that's the greatest love. He's the greatest lover. Think about that. For God is the greatest lover. He's loved you with an everlasting love. And then for God so loved, not only the greatest lover, but it's the greatest love. He didn't just love you. He so loved you. So I want you to know today, and if you don't remember anything else, remember this. God so loves you. If no one else really likes you, God not only likes you, but he so loves you. So you have the greatest lover, the greatest love for God so loved what? The world. That's the greatest need. This world was in darkness and sin. But you know what? God didn't leave us in a sin sick world. He did something that he gave. This is the greatest act. It's been said that you can give without loving, but it's impossible to love without giving. God loved you that he gave. That's the greatest act. Think about the gift that he gave. Who did he give? He gave his only begotten son. This is the greatest gift. God could have sent an angel. He could have sent a prophet. He could have sent a priest, but he sent his eternal son. And by the way, here's your quiz trivia today. Who was the only person ever born that was older than his parents? It's Jesus because he lived forever. Remember, Christmas is eternal son of God putting on skin. And then it says that whosoever, this is the greatest invitation. It's open to whoever. If you're young or old, if you're white or black, if you're rich or poor, it doesn't matter. The invitation is whosoever believes in him. That's the greatest relationship. The greatest relationship you can have is a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Whosoever believes in him shall not, what, perish. That's the greatest deliverance. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. None of us want death. None of us want hell. And that's why Christmas happened. God, out of love, sent his son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish. What's the next word? But. I love the word but. That's the greatest contrast. You were heading this way, but God rescued you. You were on your way to an eternity without the presence of the love, the love of God that you want to experience, but God rescued you. But notice the next one, have everlasting life. That's the greatest promise. That's the greatest promise. So I want you guys to think about it this Christmas. It was the Father's great love that motivated him to send Jesus on your behalf. It was his love. So if you think about what's the point about Christmas, why Christmas? I want you to think about this. Christmas is the love of God wrapped up in swaddling clothes. It's the love of God wrapped up in swaddling clothes, born in a manger, born of a virgin, and born in the town of what? Bethlehem. So the second Christmas question is, have you ever received this gift of love? Do you personally know Jesus as Lord and Savior? Because here's the thing. The Father offers you this love. He offers it to you free of charge. Nothing you bring but a willing heart saying, God, I receive it. And like I said, you're not born a Christian. You're born again as a Christian. You have to make a decision. 
And that's something that churches, we've got to get back to the message that just because you're a good person doesn't make you righteous. It's knowing Jesus. Amen. And the final gift. Who's excited about the final gift? I'm excited. Let's open this third Christmas gift. Jesus came to give us life and love, but also true light. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory is the only son of the father, full of grace and full of truth. So I want you to think about that. Jesus was full of grace and truth. Grace is God's unmerited favor. You don't earn it. You don't deserve it. You can't work for it. Grace is God treating you better than what you deserve because Jesus took what you deserved on the cross. In other words, grace is God's sunshine. It's his smile. It's him giving you blessings because of your relationship with Jesus. And then the other one is mercy. What is mercy? Mercy is not getting what you deserve. And Jesus comes and gives us grace and he reveals his truth. Now, what is truth? Truth is reality as it lines up with God. Truth is life as it really is. John MacArthur has this quote about truth. I thought it was really good. Truth is that which is consistent with the mind, will, character, glory, and being of God. Truth is the self-expression of God. So for a five-year-old, what is truth? Truth is the way it really is. So think about it. Most of us lean to one end of the spectrum or the other. How many of you are really loving, kind people? You're grace people. Raise your hand. You're so fun to be around. You can raise your hand. How many of you are more truth people? You tell it like it is. All right. (laughs) A lot of us. See, most of us are one expression or the other, right? So when I'm hurt, I'm going to go to the grace person over here to love on me. When I need direction, I'm going to go to the truth person. Jesus is, it's so amazing. He was 100% of both. Because here's what happens. If you're a truth person, you may show me the right direction, but you may be too harsh for me to listen to you. I may not even get close enough because you're going to be harsh. If you're a grace person, you're well-meaning and loving and kind, but you can't give me direction, right? So Jesus was full of grace and truth. His grace brought us into his warmth, the love of the Father. But then his truth tells us which direction to go. So when you add grace and truth together, what does that look like? It looks like a light. What is light? Light, there's two types of light. And we're going to end this service with a candle light in a moment. There's physical light that you see, but then there's spiritual light. In John 1, 4, and 5, it says, In him was life, and the life was the, what? The light of all mankind. That light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not understand it, did not overcome it. So here's what I, I want to summarize it with this, that Jesus offers us these three Christmas gifts. So let's do a brief review. We're going to throw these up on the screen. Let's skip down to the, the big ideas. Gift number one was Jesus came to give us what? Life. So here's the thing. Have you experienced this life? Are you living? Are you barely getting by? Or are you really fully alive in Christ? Gift number two is that Jesus came so that we could have true what? True love. And here's the thing. Christmas is a hard time for many of us. There's an empty place at the dinner table. There's sorrow. And I get that. We don't minimize that at all. But what we say is look to the God who is love. The greatest lover who sent the greatest gift. The Father's love. And then light. 
Jesus came so that he was full of grace and truth. What does grace and truth look like? It's true light shining. So to summarize this in one sentence, let's put the take-home truth. This is what I want you guys to carry with you. If I truly know Jesus as my Savior, if I truly know him, it's going to be marked by true life, true love, and true light. So I just want to encourage you guys. In just a moment, we're going to pray and prepare our hearts for the Lord's Supper. But I just want to prepare you that God has a plan for you. And today, if you're a Christian, I hope you leave encouraged that, man, God loves me this much. If you're not a Christian yet, if you're a future Christian, I want you to receive the greatest gift. You're here not by coincidence. You're here by providence. God sent you here by someone inviting you. Maybe someone drug you to church. Your mama manipulated you, said, if you love me, you'll come to church. You're here. But it's for a reason. Did you know that this Christmas can be the best Christmas ever? Well, how? If you give more of yourself to Jesus than ever before, from eternity's perspective, this will be your best Christmas ever. I don't care what gifts are under the tree. It doesn't matter who's missing. If you give more of yourself to Jesus this year than ever, it will be the best Christmas ever. Amen. So will you close your eyes and bow your heads? We're going to have a moment of prayer. Would there be one here today that's a believer that said, Timothy, you know, Christmas is hard, but you mentioned about God's love. You mentioned about his light shining through me. And I, I just I just want to yield more of myself to him this year than ever before, even though it's hard. I want this to be the best Christmas ever. I want to give more of myself to Jesus. If that's you, raise your hand. I see those hands up. And I mentioned at the beginning of the message, how can what can you give Jesus? It's you. What can you give to the person who owns it all? It's you. So as, as you've lifted up your hand, you can put them down. Just say this prayer. Jesus, I surrender more of myself to you this year than ever before. If you've strayed, it, the prayer goes like this. Jesus, I've strayed, but today I'm coming home. Forgive me for my sin. Forgive me for turning, not following you closely. As the believers continue to do business Are there some here today, whether in person or those listening online, that, yeah, you believe in God, like, yeah, you know there's a God, you know that Jesus died and rose again, but you've never personally asked him into your life. It's like a relationship. Like I said, I got married 13 years ago. I asked, Lord, to marry me. Have you ever asked Jesus to save you? Have you ever invited him? If not, why wait? Eternity's a long time. Why wait? This could be the best Christmas ever. If you ask Jesus into your life, if that's you, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Everyone, heads bowed and eyes closed. Anyone at all online, just message us. If that's you, I want you to say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I do believe you died and rose again. I do believe you came so that I could be forgiven and I could have life. So, Jesus, I place my faith in you and I invite you into my life. I want to follow you. Just tell him, I want to follow you from this day forward. I want to be your disciple. Please forgive me of all my sins. Make me a brand new person from the inside out. In Jesus' name and all God's children said, amen.